0: Hey everybody, welcome to Come Follow Me Daily Dose. I'm Lindsay Hansen, and today is May 26th. Today is the last day of this week's Come Follow Me block. And next week we're going to be studying Matthew chapter 26, Mark chapter 14, and John chapter 13. But for now, let's finish up this week by taking a look at a scripture that arguably is one of the more recognized scriptures of the New Testament, or at least of the Gospels. In Matthew chapter 25, remember, the Savior has been teaching about his second coming. In Joseph Smith Matthew and in Matthew 24, he talks about signs of his second coming. And then in Matthew 25, he's teaching about these three different parables. All three of these parables are going to teach us ways that we can make sure we are prepared for the Savior's second coming. In the parable of the ten virgins, it's all about adding light to our lives storing oil drop by drop by the actions that we take every single day of our lives. In the parable of the talents, it's all about using our gifts and the things that God has given us to build his kingdom and to bring people to him. And then finally, this last parable, oftentimes we don't realize is a parable. And again, some of the more famous scriptures of the gospels are found here. So let's start out by reading these famous scriptures, and then we'll get into what they're trying to teach. In verse 35, it says, For I was in hungered, and ye gave me meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me in. Naked, and ye clothed me. I was sick, and ye visited me. I was in prison, and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer and say unto him, saying, Lord, when saw thee we in hungered, and fed thee, or thirsty, and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger, and took thee in? Or naked, and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick, or in prison, and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, ye have done it unto me. Now oftentimes we use these scriptures as scriptures that teach us the importance of serving one another. And of course, absolutely, they are that. But oftentimes we don't realize that these scriptures are part of a parable that the Savior is trying to teach us about his second coming. The parable starts with the Savior saying in verse 31, when the son of man shall come in his glory and all the holy angels with him, then he shall sit upon the throne of his glory. And before him, shall be gathered all nations, and he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. And he shall set the sheep upon his right hand, but the goats on the left. And shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. And then he goes on with, For I was hungry, and ye gave me meat, thirsty, and ye gave me drink. So basically what the Savior is saying here is eventually I'm going to sit on my throne of glory and there will be a separation that will happen. The sheep on the right hand and the goat on the left. Now, this imagery would have been really, really familiar for the people that the Savior was teaching. Shepherds oftentimes would graze sheep and goat together. That was very common. But at night, they would separate the sheep from the goat because the sheep were more vulnerable to predators. And so they would put them in sheepfolds or things that could protect the sheep more. So this idea of separating sheep and goat, that was very, very familiar. It would have been a great visual for the people to understand. And the Savior saying, okay, when I'm sitting on the throne, there will be a separation and the sheep will sit on the right hand. And that right hand was considered a place of honor or a place of glory. So the Savior is saying, there will be people that I will place on my right hand in a place of honor and glory. And then comes these verses that we're so familiar with. But what's less familiar is these verses come because the Savior says that the sheep or the people that will be given that place of honor and glory with him in the kingdom of God are those who are willing to do those things, to feed the hungry, clothe the naked, visit the sick and the afflicted. My friends, oftentimes when we think about the final judgment day, we think about the Savior sitting there with a list of all the to-dos and the to-don'ts, right? We think of him sitting there with, well, how well did you obey the word of wisdom? And how well did you keep the law of tithing? And how well did you obey this law or that law? And not to say that those things aren't going to be a part of final judgment, Really, I think final judgment will be more of an accounting of how these things changed our hearts. But my friends, it's clear that part of that final judgment will be how well did we love other people and how much did that love motivate us to bless and serve them. I think that this is something that the Savior specifically points out, because this kind of love, this kind of service is what changes our hearts and makes us into new people, more Christ-like people. And so this is what the Savior gives us as a standard of judgment for that final judgment. We will be better prepared for the second coming of the Savior. We will be better prepared to meet the Savior if our hearts are changed because of the way we have treated people because of the way we have consecrated our lives into service and helping people. Elder Werthlin once said, At the final day, the Savior will not ask about the nature of our callings. He will not inquire about our material possessions or fame. He will ask if we ministered to the sick, gave food and drink to the hungry, visited those in prison or gave succor to the weak. When we reach out to assist the least of Heavenly Father's children, we do it unto him. That is the essence of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, my friends, oftentimes when we read these scriptures, we think of physical ministering, right? Feeding the hungry, giving water to the thirsty, clothing the naked. But my friends, we are asked and we have responsibility to minister not just to the physical aspects of people, not just to the physically hungry, but to the emotionally hungry and the spiritually hungry. We have an obligation to fill the needs of people in those areas as well, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. That is something that our Father in Heaven would have us do. And my friends, the way we treat other people plays so much into this. I love the way Kieko Okasaki taught this in her book, Disciples. She said, this was a wonderful concept to me. I can be Christ's advocate by becoming an advocate for those who are the least among us. Think about Jesus before he emerged from his mortal disguise. Was he someone you would have reached out to serve? Jesus Christ was a homeless man. He was embarrassing to be around because he made public scenes. He refused to accept the authority of scribes and Pharisees and lawyers. He consorted with tax collectors, thieves, and prostitutes. He made extravagant claims such as he was the son of God. He actually touched lepers. No wonder the respectable people of the day shunned him, but he will be our advocate for the eternities, this man who was despised and rejected in life. He was very much too much for a great many people. Is he too much for us? Is the gospel too much for us? No, it is our joy and our glory that we can serve him by serving the least among us. The least of these are around us. Not one of us, myself included, does not have circumstances in her life where she is one of the least. Not one of us, myself included, is so overcome with problems that we cannot be a non judgmental listener, a helpful friend, a loving sister to someone who is in need, a defender when someone is gossiped about, an includer when someone is marginalized. My friends, I love that she talks about. The least of these being people who need a non-judgmental listener, a helpful friend. The least of these being people who are being gossiped about or treated poorly or marginalized in some way. Because not only when we serve and bless and build and help people are we doing that sort of thing for the Savior, but the opposite is also true. When we treat others poorly, when we gossip, when we backbite, when we hurt God's children. We are doing that to the Savior as well. It is our responsibility. It's our obligation in this life to learn to love other people the way the Savior loves them. We'll see that more next week with his command to love one another. But if we are to be prepared for the Savior's second coming, if we are to be prepared to stand before the Lord for that final judgment day, we need to learn to love, to treat kindly, to hold our tongue, and to draw people closer to the Savior's love through the way that we love them. Thank you so much for listening today. If you're enjoying this podcast, make sure to follow us on social media. Subscribe, like, comment, or share. This has been Come Follow Me Daily Dose, and I'm Lindsay Hanson.